have you ever thought to yourself, I am so confused in this relationship, or you've had a conversation with someone about this? This is a red flag for a relationship, and it could mean that it's unhealthy or there's some dysfunctional patterns there. I have a great conversation with Bree Walta. She's a relationship clarity coach, and we talk about why you're confused, and we give you some actionable tools that you can take if you're confused in your relationship. Hi, and welcome to the Stacey Embers podcast. I'm a recovered alcoholic and sex and love addict and codependent, and I spent most of my life self-abandoning. In this podcast, I will be giving you mindset guidance and sharing the tools I used as well as my personal stories to guide you to return back to yourself. Because if you are searching for yourself, you can just go ahead and call off the search party because you are already right there. Say no to self-abandonment and shout yes to clearing out anything that stands in the way of confidently moving in the direction of your true path and say yes to return back to yourself so you can live a life that completely lights you up. So we're getting to know someone and say, you know, we're, we're with somebody for a while and then the confusion starts. Mm. Mm. I'm confused. I'm confused. You know, I I know that you're in a uh, a healthy, loving relationship and so am I. And I have been in a very unhealthy, toxic relationship. It was only for like a year and a half, but it felt like I aged 30 years. Yep. And I think about this today and I'm like, I'm never confused. No, (laughs) I, I know everything that's going on. Yeah. Because I'm so awake and I'm so intentional. But I spent that entire time so confused. Yeah. But it's the first time you're confused. It's tricky. And then you just keep going. So can you talk about that? Like if you're, you are starting a relationship with someone Mm -hmm. and there seems, and you have, you say out of your mouth to somebody that is in your life, I am confused this is a huge red flag. Yeah. Cause what that also points to is that you can't bring that topic to the person that you're dating and say, Hey, wait a minute, I need some clarification or where do we stand? Right. If the confusion is coming from that, they show you a lot of attention and then they pull away mm-hmm. it like baseline in that, in that experience, you need to be able to say, Hey, it's really important to me to have connected conversation with the person I'm dating, like, where's like, what's going on for you? Or you go see me for a few days at a time is not working. But if I'm scared to talk to that person, then I'm just going to be over here in my own mind, like confused as hell of like, well, why is he on and then off and then on and then off. So that's a huge red flag of like not having the open dialogue. Yes. Or he says, what are you talking about? I love you so much. And you are the most important thing to me. And I was just hanging out with my friends for a day or so. And like, I didn't think I needed to connect with you. And then you're like, I'm confused again because (laughs) now it's my fault. (laughs) Yeah. I am the worst. Yeah. Oh my God. Of course you can hang out with your friends. Yes. I am so codependent right now because I am needing you to be in touch with me for And you're just like, oh God. Yeah. It breaks your spirit. Yes. And there are places where we need to take accountability with our own anxiety, right? Like if we are feeling like we need them to text us all day long, 
in order to feel okay. It's like, that's a place where you can look at your part in the street. But if you've communicated to them that say you're, say you're three months in, right. You're spending a lot of time together and they're still pulling this, like ghosting you for a couple of days. If you've communicated your need of like, Hey, I'm not really okay. If you just drop me for, (laughs) I feel confused when that happens. Can we talk about it? And they come back with something along the lines of, I'm just trying to be with my friends. Like you shouldn't be so clingy, like whatever. If it's not a curious open space for communication, that is the red flag. So good. So good. So I am a stickler for looking at my part and where I am to blame. You know, um, it is, it was, it's been ingrained in me for a really, you know, in my recovery program. So how do you, it sounds like you do the same thing where you're taking that inventory. What part of that is our fault? What, what part of that are we, where are we to blame in this process? Yeah. I know for me, I was guilty of hoping he was going to read my mind <laughs> and being too afraid to set the boundary or too afraid to, because boundaries at the end of the day are, are a way that we communicate our needs right? If I know what my needs are, then I can communicate that to you. So I was missing two vital parts of that equation. I didn't know what my needs were and felt confused by them. And I sure as hell didn't know how to communicate that because the minute that I would try, I would get all confused and swirled around. And like, then he was manipulating me on top of it. And it was just a train wreck. Mm -hmm. So where I point clients to take accountability is you have to understand what you need. Mm -hmm. Because how can you be in a relationship if you aren't getting your needs met? And for all of those people listening who are like, I'm not needy. I am so like flowy and so <laughs> laid back. And I'm like, no, you're codependent. <laughs> like, if you, if you feel like you don't have needs, it's that you can't express them because we're human and we all have needs. Yes, we all do. And we have to get more comfortable, especially as women being able to articulate that and to stand behind that. Mm -hmm. Because if we go, if we look even bigger picture at the way that our society is as women, we're told that we need to shrink our bodies. We need to dye our hair. We need to wear the fake eyelashes. We need to, whatever we need to do to attract the, the man. And then he chooses us. And that's like, you better fucking keep him because that was the goal. It's like, we need to shift that to what you were saying before of this is who I am. And I get to be discerning around who I allow into my life. Mm -hmm. And if we, if again, if we don't align, like good luck to you in your life and maybe we could be friends from afar or whatever, but like, you're not going to be the person I'm spending the most time with because it's going to be like, we're swimming upstream constantly. Absolutely. And when I did my inventory after my relationship, you know, I saw that my part and where I was to blame is I continued to show up inauthentic. Mm -hmm. And it was like, I was continuing to lie to myself and I would lie to him and I would not express needs. And it was, yeah. And you're exactly right about the needs. 
I mean, I remember one time I was really confused and I had asked for clarification. I didn't get it. And I started completely spinning out. I mean, it was like, I was completely spinning out and I was like, can I, can I come over? And like, what I know now is called Mm co-regulation, but at the time I didn't have that term. So I was like, can you please, you know, help me? And he was like, no, you should be able to do this yourself. Yeah. And I was like, I should, shouldn't I? I, you know, and it was like, and today I know that is co-regulation. I can ask my partner today to help me regulate with either a, a communication or touch or, or something. Yeah. And he's willing to do that. I thought that my need for that was unhealthy and that I was so needy. Yeah. And how, uh, how sad that is, you know, and I just didn't understand. I didn't know that, that yeah. you can ask for co-regulation and it is not needy at all. No. That also goes to like being able to put yourself in a mind space to attract people who are on your same emotional intelligence Mm. level, because you even using the term co-regulation with your partner. Now I'm assuming he's like, yeah, babe, come here. Like, yeah. Yeah. What do you need? Words, hug, which one? (laughs) Like both. (laughs) I know for me and my toxic relationship, I would try to use a term that way because I was trying to learn where I was going wrong. Right. I was like, I'm going to fix it all. I'm going to listen to all the podcasts. I'm going to do all the therapy. And I was just like absorbing information, absorbing information. And when I would try to explain something to him, we'll use the co-regulation term. He would be like, stop therapizing me. Mm. And he would put me in the, the, it was my fault. Now I'm bringing more problems to the table because I'm trying to help, but I'm using therapy terms. So attracting somebody who also understand who's also on their self-growth journey. If that's a value of yours, again, going back to like, if I'm speaking this language and he's speaking this one, that's going to be more challenging. And if we're not willing to learn each other's languages or we're not willing to grow together, then one person is going to outgrow the other and it's going to create resentment and it's going to implode. Yeah. If you're in a relationship, take an inventory of the relationship. Like if you're having more feelings of anxiety and confusion than you are of love and happiness. That's how I define dysfunction. (laughs) Like it's like, yeah, there's moments of, of disagreement in a relationship or of conflicting understanding because we're human and we're interacting with another human. But if 90% of the time you're like really anxious and really confused and don't understand what's happening and don't feel like you can communicate. That's when you start to need to take inventory of what's happening. And then as you start to take inventory of that, also getting curious about what it is that you actually value and need and want and helping yourself again, gather data without judgment as best you can to come out of the the potential play, the potential. (laughs) So what do you, what is the next step after you take an inventory? Are you sharing it with someone? What is the next action step? Yeah, we need to come out of the isolation of these relationships because so there's so much embarrassment and shame around your own behavior. There's confusion around your own behavior of why you're saying, I love you. But in your, in your insides, you're like, I don't even like this person. (laughs) I literally don't even like you. Yeah. 
that. So if you have somebody that you can identify a friend, a family member that you trust to hold this information without judgment, because a lot of times friends and family come in, they're like, just leave him. Like you deserve better. And it's, it's tough for them because they can see what you aren't ready to see. Mm -hmm. So if you don't have somebody who can actually hold space and actively listen, just as you process the very beginning stage, because if you start to get the inkling that it's not right and you go to somebody and they come at you too fast, you're going to start defending the person and you're going to stay in the relationship. A hundred percent. I mean, I stand on a soapbox of before I give communication, I tell that person what I'm going to need for them from them. Yeah. Like I even say like, don't even make a facial expression. Yeah. Turn your zoom off. (laughs) Just yeah. The whole time. Because I, I just need to process this out. Yeah. And that's where coaches are so valuable, especially coaches who have been through that before, because we can hold space for you in a way that's safe. Yeah. You don't feel like you have to be on defense. You don't feel like you have to filter what you're actually feeling. You can come to session and be like, I don't know what the fuck I'm feeling. And like, let's explore. And that's what we do, right? We help you find clarity. We help you right. find clarity. Yes. 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 Mm-hmm. Oh, that's so being, good. Being discerning about who you're sharing. Like if you think about this gem that you just uncovered, like you just went to the depths of your intuition and she was like, Hey babe, this relationship might not be good for you. And you, you have that and you're like protecting that. And then you go to someone and be like, look at this gem that I just found. I don't know what to do with it. And they're like, whatever self-fulfilling or self-deserving thing that they are taking from that conversation. If they yank that from you, or if they say something that scares you, you're going to shove that back down. So especially in those beginning moments of clarity, it's like, be careful of who you're using for support. (laughs) Yes. I love that. And I think that these first two steps are vital. You know, step one is if you're already in a relationship, take an inventory of the relationship and then share it with someone that you trust. Yes. You know, a therapist, a coach, mm-hmm. somebody that, um, that you trust to adhere to your requests in terms of what you need from them. If you have friends who are struggling with feeling stuck in their life, or you have watched their soul's flames start to dim, share this episode with them. It may help them to reignite their fire. Hit the share button, copy the link, and send it over to them. If you haven't already, please follow the Wild Embers podcast by hitting the plus sign on the Apple podcast or the follow in Spotify. And that just means that each new episode is sent straight to your podcast app rather than you having to go look for it. Thank you so much for joining me today.